Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Thursday, January 30th. Here is an update from today's show. President Trump's legal team offered a startling defense yesterday as senators debated his fate in the impeachment trial. They argued that presidents can do nearly anything so long as they believe that getting reelected is in the public interest. This assertion from Alan Dershowitz, one of the attorneys representing the president, seemed to take GOP senators by surprise, and few were willing to embrace the argument. At the same time, Republican lawmakers sound increasingly confident about defeating a vote expected tomorrow over calling new witnesses at the trial. Dershowitz made his comments as the Senate launched into the question-and-answer phase. Following a model established during Bill Clinton's trial, senators wrote their questions on slips of paper that Senate pages passed along to Chief Justice John Roberts, who's presiding over the trial. Roberts then read the questions aloud, glancing over his glasses as he addressed the queries either to the White House defense team or the seven House Democratic managers. All told, 90 questions were asked of the lawyers from 1 p.m., until proceedings drew to a close for the day at 11.30 p.m. last night. Dershowitz's remarks came in response to a question from Ted Cruz about quid pro quos, one of the offenses Trump is alleged to have committed. Dershowitz replied by saying, quote, if a president does something which he believes will help him get elected, that cannot be the kind of quid pro quo that results in impeachment. Dershowitz's argument extends the line of reasoning I told you about yesterday when he contended that even if Trump did everything bad he's accused of and that's apparently in John Bolton's book, the charges against Trump still wouldn't constitute impeachable offenses. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell desperately wants to avoid calling witnesses since it could extend the contentious proceedings into unpredictable territory. By last night, he and his lieutenants were telling us that they think that they can win the vote. Trump is set to deliver his State of the Union address on February 4th, that's next Tuesday night, and Republicans want to get this trial behind them by that point so the president can use the speech as a victory lap. John Cornyn of Texas says he thinks they can make it happen. For his part, Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer sounds glum about the prospect of getting witnesses. During a dinner break last night, he called it an uphill fight and said, is it more likely than not? Probably no, but is it a decent, good chance? Yes. Wednesday's Q&A session provided a window into the thinking of some of the swing members of the Senate. At one point yesterday afternoon, Susan Collins, the Republican from Maine, tried to ask a fact-finding question that would get into the president's motives in delaying the military aid to Ukraine. She asked the president's lawyers, before the issue arose last summer, had Trump ever mentioned the Bidens in relation to corruption to Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's predecessor? Deputy White House Counsel Pat Philbin refused to answer, saying he's only going to talk about things that are in the record. That's lawyer talk for nope. House Democratic impeachment managers repeatedly made the point, including to Collins, that if senators want more direct information, first-hand testimony, all they need to do is vote to call Bolton to testify. Then, another point of contention during the day was Rand Paul, the Republican from Kentucky, drafted a question that would name the anonymous whistleblower whose complaint about Trump's Ukraine dealings triggered this whole inquiry. Chief Justice Roberts declined to read it aloud. It's technically a violation of federal law to out a whistleblower. 
Toward the end of the night, Democrats then bridled over comments by Philbin, the White House lawyer, responding to a question from Chris Coons, Democrat from Delaware, about Trump's apparent public solicitation of Russia and China for compromising materials on his campaign rivals. Philbin argued that Trump's remarks did not, in fact, represent a violation of campaign finance laws that make it illegal to accept or solicit a, quote, thing of value from foreign sources. Fuming Democrats said Philbin was engaging in a wholesale rewrite of federal law to cover up for Trump. Many of the questions that we heard yesterday were submitted by senators to allow their side to repeat points they've already made over the past week and a half. First, the House managers got a chance to kind of clean up their comments. Then the White House got a chance to clean up theirs. There's 16 total hours allotted for questions, eight for each side. And the questioning picks back up again today at one o'clock. Meanwhile, away from the Senate chamber, Representatives for Bolton disputed claims by the White House that his book contains classified information that could prevent its publication. The former National Security Advisor's lawyer sent a letter to the White House asking for an expedited review of that Ukraine chapter. He said they need to expedite it because Bolton is actively preparing to testify before the Senate if Republicans vote to call him. Thanks for listening. I'm James Hellman. If you want to hear full episodes, find The Daily 202 wherever you get your podcasts.